Good evening, everyone. <laughs> you little troopers, you. Friends, <laughs> uh, our first reading uh, tells uh, how horrified um, people of the Old Testament were of disease, for sure, but particularly of leprosy. And it was rightly so. I mean, uh, they didn't know anything about it. Um, uh, they had great disdain for the disease. Um, they were so terrified uh, about its contagiousness. And uh, there is the traditional approach given uh, they had no scientific knowledge of the disease, no medicines, no remedies, was to banish the person. Uh, they would make the person uh, uh, live outside the city, uh, live in a cemetery, as we would understand it, live amongst the rocks. And um, as we were told, uh, the person who had the disease had to yell, unclean, unclean. Um, you know, today that would be the same thing as uh, saying uh, worthless, worthless, disgusting. And uh, so in this, we see the, the disease physically was terrifying, uh, not only to the people around, but to the person who had it. Um, it was painful, uh, but uh, even emotionally and socially and spiritually, the disease had its effect. And uh, the leper in today's gospel uh, reflected um, the times uh, of Jesus. Um, fear of the disease led them to uh, be repugnant to the community. Um, and it inspired the stigma associated with the disease that implied the sufferer had committed some horrible sin. And that is why the person had such an ugly disease and that God was punishing them uh, for it. And it was forbidden by the Mosaic law for you even to go near the person. You couldn't speak to them. Uh, they could not come near you, of course. Uh, but despite the law, this leper, uh, we're told in Mark's gospel, came. He came to Jesus. Uh, he knew he could not uh, come near the city. He knew he could not come near anyone, let alone a rabbi. Um, but we're told that he comes and he kneels before Jesus. And uh, uh, he may have lived out in the cemetery around the mountains, but he must have heard about this rabbi. Uh, this is the only reason why he would come uh, risk. Uh, he would have been stoned. Because uh, people in that time, it's a small town, they know who the lepers were. And uh, they would have immediately picked up rocks to throw at him to kill him. Uh, but uh, one of the things we gather from our gospel, they didn't dare in Jesus' presence to throw those rocks. But the man, he comes before Jesus knowing he risked his life that if Jesus steps back from him or makes any motion, uh, they will pick up rocks and throw it at him and kill him. And we're told that he kneels before Jesus and he says these wonderful words, if you wish, if you wish it, you can make me clean. You can make this go away. And um, what this man uh, knew the Mosaic law could not do for him, um, he had hoped that Jesus would be able to do something for him. And... Uh, we're told Jesus reached down and touches the man, and Jesus doesn't have to do that. Uh, he could just will it, and it could be done. Uh, snap his finger, and it's done. Uh, he doesn't even look in that direction, and it's done. But 
Jesus goes out of his way to touch the man, something that is forbidden. And, um, and there's much to be said about that. But in doing so, Jesus showed the man that he was not worthless, that he had value to his life, even though society had told him no. And my friends, uh, we can, Jesus did not disdainfully break the Mosaic law. You know, sometimes it's read in, well, he broke the law. No, 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 not, a, not really. Rather, with compassion and charity, he illustrated uh, what the law was founded on because he then tells the man, now I want you to go to the priest as it is written. Show him and offer what is prescribed. That's the law of Moses. And we see Jesus saying, no, you fulfill the law. Go and show him. That'll be proof. Proof of what? Proof that God did this. <laughs> because they would have uh, levied against Jesus. You, you're a magician or some kind of a Satan person. And that's why, and which would because we will find later in the gospel, he will do, they will say that about it. It was by, by the power of Satan that you do this, as if Satan does anything that's good, that he would save any, anyone. He would save nobody. He would cure no disease. But Jesus, out of love, not only cures the man, but touches him. Because Jesus understands how we are as sentient beings. We need to touch. We need to be touched. And Jesus does this, so he fulfills the commandments, the supreme law of love. Jesus regarded love and compassion and charity as more important than the other things. And he cured the leper. And this cure not only meant physically for the man, uh, but um, it meant that he could return to society. It meant he could return to his family, maybe to his parents, maybe to his wife, maybe to his children. And uh, um, he no longer had to live in solitude and no longer had to tell people he was worthless or uh, unclean is the, is the word. But in the Aramaic to Greek, it has uh, other implications. But um, Jesus cured not only his physical body, but the rejection uh, of people. And uh, my friends, today, you know, this disease is known as Hansen's disease. And according to the doctors, it takes about $20 worth of medicine to cure it which is wonderful for us. But um, my friends, part of the suffering of that leper included the emotional peace and the, the stigma and the consequences of being rejected uh, by people. And, and this is where we could understand, uh, even in the midst of COVID, uh, it is not the same. I mean, people are very nervous and worried about it, and rightly so. And it is a confusing virus for us because everybody's all over the place. Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Wear two masks. No, wear three masks. Get the vaccine. Don't get the vaccine. It's like, oh, my head hurts <laughs> from it. Um, but uh, the, the closest thing we would have had to the hysteria uh, would, have been, um, would have been HIV and AIDS what society did to those people. The hatred and the fear-mongering and the saying they're worthless and worse to say that God was punishing them when the scriptures would show nothing like that. We could use the scriptures, so no, not at all. 
Not at all. But what society did uh, to the people affected, that would be the closest thing in our time that we would have had to understanding what they were doing to people with leprosy back then. So my friends, um, uh, we see all around our society uh, rejection of people. Uh, our elderly are often rejected and thrown into nursing homes and no one sees them. And I know that because up until the COVID time, I would go and visit. And they just wanted someone to come and, you know, very politely, where is your family? Oh, they do not come. Maybe come from troubled homes and they're no longer wanted. Or they have addictions and uh, society, you know, we can do a lot more. We spend so much money on war. So much money on war. Billions. You'd think we'd be able to handle this. We'll learn how to curve addiction. But our young people are told life uh, is worthless, so uh, go ahead. My friends, and, uh, you know, often to, I mean, that you had to make laws uh, for our handicapped people. You have to have laws to protect them? Seriously? But we did, right? And uh, oftentimes the way a homeless and the poor are perceived and treated is terrible. And uh, perhaps even closer to the home, the leper is the one who uh, we look down on and despise because they do not agree with us. In this past uh, uh, election, we saw such ugly venom and hatred from all sides. You know. So who was the leper there? You conservatives are lepers. You liberals are lepers. You, you see? <laughs> At least back in Jesus' time was an actual disease. Today, the, the disease is hatred. And uh, my friends, uh, it doesn't, we, sometimes it just takes a look by the way someone looks or the way they talk, and it's immediately, the person does not like me, they reject me, they hate me. And um, sometimes we're even, we're not even aware of the fact that we're doing it. Um, but, um, I think as a priest, uh, I think one of the worst types of uh, disease now is indifference that people show to each other, just so indifferent and lacking in respect. Um, rejection arguably hurts beyond any other state or emotion, and it leaves wounds and scars that are permanent. And uh, rejection makes people feel, amongst other things, worthless. And uh, Jesus Christ coming into this world to, would tell us that all human life has value to the Father. And uh, in that second reading that we hear from St. Paul, he says, do everything you do, do to the glory of God. So when we tear down somebody, is that to the glory of God? Do those words glorify God? No. I cannot, I cannot control the whole world, and it's not for me. But uh, it becomes very despairing when I hear our own Catholic Christians act and speak that way. And it happens inside the church. And, you know, it's unfortunate since Vatican II, uh, the war that has been waged in our church against each other. 
I am pre-Vatican, I am post-Vatican, I, I am liberal, I am conservative. To the liberals, the conservatives are the ones who are lepers, and to the, uh, uh, to the conservatives, the liberals are the lepers. I don't think Jesus is very happy with us. <laughs> you see, uh, because uh, I had to make the, because I know someone said, well, well, Father, we don't have leprosy anymore. How is this relevant? Well, now I'm pointing out to you how it is relevant to us. And uh, my friends, uh, today, as I said, $20 worth of medicine cures leprosy. And what does it take to cure a person of feeling not worthless? A little bit of love and a little bit of compassion. A little bit of love and a little bit of compassion. A little bit of acceptance among our young people. If they just felt that someone cared, seriously cared about them, that disease would go away. <laughs>